on some mass destruction. If you didn't know the bad boys of radio, each and every sport back and forth they discussing. Our covers on point while others stay struggling. If you don't know, better find out. Main event here to prove a point. Number one, best believe that. Don't turn the dial from the main event. 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 Cause all other shows are irrelevant. And welcome into the main event sports show. This is your host, Haven Harrington, aka the architect. Join. By my right hand man, the Green Eye Bandit. He's on your left. The 62nd Assassin. Why my no, man. Why all this got to go last? Rashawn Myers. <laughs> what is this? What's going on, sir? How you doing? Man, doing good. Because I was, I was, Happy I was, I, see, I was, I was trying to build up. You build up, right, right. Last but not least. Yeah, plus no. I got I to get all my nicknames in. I'm like Apollo Creed. I got about 12 nicknames. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Puss got to the best for last. Save the best for life. Sure, sure, sure. The genius. The genius. The jizz, 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 genius himself. Right, right. Mr. William Wright. Yeah, go ahead and sugarcoat it. The engineer. The engineer and the architect. I like Back it. in the saddle, right? You know, I know, right? Man, I'm excited. Absolutely, man. I'm, I, man, this show, man, we got a lot. A lot you have on. a hot take that you're going to drop on UofL fans and media alike today about UofL football. We're going to talk about UVA Media Day, UK football, UK basketball. The Empire strikes back on the recruiting trail. UK strikes first. NFL talk. Weston got a recruit, too, a commitment for 2020. There you go. <laughs> Everybody does it. Apparently, stuff so for UVL. Western Kentucky in the house. <laughs> Anytime we're talking about real teams, somebody talks about Western Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay, man. So much to talk about. So much to talk about. And then later on in the show, we got a. The former Miss Kentucky, Leanne Heron, calling in. She's the beat writer for the uh, Miami Dolphins as well as a beat writer for the SEC Network. So she's going to be calling in, giving us her thoughts on UofL, UK football's team and uh, what our man Devontae Parker is doing down with the Dolphins and their new coach, Freddie Kitchens. Man, so much going on. Hey, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's absolutely – the one thing that I love about – um, having a Saturday morning show and, you know, Derby City game day, you know, we're trying to make that a staple here in the 502 is, you know, because we get to kind of take a look at the week that was and kind of set the table for, you know, what happened as well as what's going forward. Yeah, we got a whole, a whole lot going on. I know, right? Hey, so you know what? Let's just jump into it. Absolutely. Hey, so you know what? I, I just got to say this. And people that follow me on Twitter, um, that's at R-A-S-H-A-N, Rashawn. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that, that was four A's. That was correct. Yeah, you got to get all four of them in there. got to get all four A's in there. Um, I, I've been watching and sitting back and being quiet um, f- throughout the process. Since um, Coach Satterfield got the job um, after missing on Jeff Brom and him deciding to stay up at Purdue, I've been noticing just the way people have been talking. Uh, I've been noticing the way media have been covering the University of Louisville um, coming off that 2-10 and 10 season. And all I'm going to say is I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in the Louisville fans. I'm disappointed in the local media at large because all I've heard this whole season is just how bad Louisville's going to be this year. Well, 
And, okay. and, and I'm gonna tell you why. I'm not having this conversation with you again today. I, I, I'm just, I, I'm just gonna tell you why. I'm not having it. I, I'm I, the reason that I, I'm disappointed is because the one thing I've learned about football is that during the preseason, when the teams are zero and zero, everybody's talking smack. Everybody thinks that their team is going to be. I don't care if it's the horrible Browns fans. I don't care if it's the Detroit Lions fans. I don't care if it's the Kentucky football fans, even though for once they actually had a good team last year, which I give them credit for. Everybody always comes into the season believing that they're going to be great. But for whatever Mm. reason, even with a new coach, even with a new attitude, even though we've seen everything, these players changing their bodies, changing their walk, changing their talk, all I've heard is Louisville's going to be 2-10. and 10. They'll be, It'll be good if they can go, win three games. If they win four games, Coach Satterfield should be up for Coach of the Year. You know what? Bump that. Louisville football has been a staple of college athletics and college football for more, almost 30 years now. And to me, if you're a program that has multiple – uh, you know, uh, you know, big time, you know, Fiesta Bowl, Orange Bowls. You've had multiple big time wins in football. You've beaten Florida State, you know, a couple of times. You don't walk into any season just already admitting defeat. We should be talking about, I don't give a damn. Notre Dame's coming in here in the first game and it's going down. But all yeah. I hear is, oh, we're going to get blown out. Hopefully we don't give up 50. Uh, you know, I, I'm just, Card Nation, give me a call, 502-8150-939. I need to hear from you. I need to know why everybody, you know what, I understand. It feels like, to me, it feels like our feelings are hurt. See, the thing that I understand, is, uh, I, I, you know, the way things go now in this new society, this millennial society, is that, you know, when our feelings get hurt, we get a little sad. And I don't know if I'm being too tough on the Louisville fans, but everybody's kind of taking a real soft approach to this season, and, and I, I'm not really feeling it. Well, look, here's the thing. What's the thing? The Cleveland Browns are coming back this year with J.R. Smith and Kevin Love. Cleveland Cavaliers. But... Yeah, them too. <laughs> and when you realize that's the same squad you had last year and they were terrible and you're coming into a new season and nothing has changed in terms of the roster and the same problems that existed on your roster last year are being brought forth to the new season, it's not called low expectations. It's called reality, Rocky. I mean, that's... Louis, that's no, no, hold tight. That's Louis, hope, Louis, yeah, Yeah, hope. Hope will get you a very, very, very upset fan base when you when you put that hope off on them and you you build up their expectations and then you let them down that's when those seats out there are going to start fading so, so, again so, so and start turning into, into so pink that, seats instead so of the red seats today since they're repainting right. them it's better to just expect for your team to be no, garbage it's better to be realistic any ex- hold on it's and better not to have be realistic. any expectation for the season yeah. Then to what are your actually think that Rob? your team is going to be better. What are your expectations? I mean, I, I, did, I did, they, did they fix the issues with the, with the old line? I, I mean, are we going to find out? I have that the season hasn't started yet. But you know what? There's plenty of reason for optimism. I mean, Makai Becton may be the best offensive tackle in the ACC. He may He's be. He's in better shape. He looks great. He's projected to possibly be a first-round pick this year. That's something to get excited about. I mean, Haven, I, am, am I missing something? But in football especially, I've seen – I mean, I'm a Raiders fan. 
Okay, so I know bad football. Womp, womp, okay, womp. but guess Expert. what? Every season, yeah. the Raiders. So, fans, so he's used to this abuse. That's why. That's why it's excited. The Raiders fan. Everybody's excited about football. Right. When everybody is zero and zero, everybody's talking smack. But for whatever reason, the Louisville fans are just basically conceding defeat off top. I'm, that doesn't guarantee that you're going to win, but at least have some heart. Yeah. Here's the good. problem, Rocky. See, here's the problem. Everybody wants to downplay. Expectations. Expectations. Everybody wants to keep expectations as low as possible. So if you get the four wins, everybody can celebrate this as a great milestone. But you know what? I'm with you. To me, there is no reason, no reason Louisville should not be a bowl team minimum six wins every season. If you look at the history of that is the greatness that is the University of Louisville football, every conference we joined. We've dominated. Yeah, we have won every conference championship in every football conference yeah, we've joined. Because none of the previous conferences were Power Five conferences. Well, no, that's not true. The Big East was a Power Five conference. Absolutely. And actually, during the Big East heyday, there were debates on sports talk radio in this town that the Big East was better than the ACC. And for a lot of and for a, a stretch there, a big stretch, the Big East was like. It was like the SEC was number one, and the Big East was like 1A number two because when you had Rutgers was rolling, when you had the greatest duo ever, ever in college football history, Pat White and Steve Slayton, then you had University of Louisville, then you had Dave Wanstead at Pitt, which had great teams. I mean, you had a league that from top to bottom, even South Florida was rolling. Yep. I mean, you had a league that from top to bottom really didn't have any weak teams. That's hey, even and, after and, you lost Miami and Boston and College. And, Haven, don't forget, last year, before last year's 0-8 debacle in the ACC, in the previous four years, their first four years in the ACC, Louisville had the second-best record of anybody in the conference right behind Clemson. So it wasn't like Louisville came into the ACC and wasn't competing. They were li- they literally had the second-most wins in the conference and were the second-best team since they came in. All right. But we've competed every okay. conference we've been in. Conference USA, nice. in nice. less than four years, we won it. The Big East, in less than four years, we won it. The ACC's the only conference we've been in longer than four years and have not won the conference title. So, so, I mean, all I'm saying is this. So, the history's there. Bobby, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the and, history's and, and there. History Absolutely. is just that. I mean, but it's, but, but it's history. And I mean, has, Louisville, walk, has walk. Louisville ever been in, a, in the same conference with a team like Clemson, though? I mean, that Pat White Steve Slayton combo was electric, but. Clemson's a whole nother level that from Pat what White, that, Steve Slayton combo beat Clemson seventy to seven. Thank you so much for being a voice of reason. Just saying. That, I mean, they, they beat Georgia. They, I mean, that that literally. I'm taking green out for drinks after the show. It's the voice of reason. See, that's the thing. You 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 two guys. I'm I'm I'm, I'm as much of a fan, but I don't wear the fan goggles, and I, and I have to say that over and over again. I look at it from a realistic standpoint, and y'all refuse to do that. Y'all can hype yourselves up as much as you want. And I'm all for Louisville. I hope Louisville goes undefeated except for against Weston. I hope Weston beats the daylight side of them. But that's a personal thing. But to say that we're going to go into this season all hyped up and that Louisville is going to, you know, let, let's get, let everybody get hyped. We're going to do this. No, no, no. Show and prove. Okay, you're charging all this money for tickets. You're charging all this money for, for concessions. The fans are not here for that that uh, fairy tale story, and for you know we, we all know the tooth fairy doesn't exist. I hope my kids aren't listening right now, but we know the tooth fairy doesn't exist. We're not here <laughs> to be psyched out like that. Hey, I'm gonna say two things about that. First of all, this is sports. 
Okay, right. this is not a grown man. This, this, sport. But, but, but this We're is, not here but this, to say. But hold on, but hold on. First of all, this is a game. Okay, it's, it's supposed to be fun. Okay, so I feel like this is kind of this Louisville fan mentality right now because they've been beat down by the you know the situation with the basketball team and they've been beat down by the issues with the, the football team losing last year and just some of the issues surrounding Bobby Petrino in general. And I feel like because of everything that's been going on as well as the FBI scandal, Louisville fans are almost so beat down that sports ain't even even fun no more. Of course like, not. Even when you know, I like I said, even when teams are bad, everybody has that hope and excitement for a nah. new year. But literally, Louisville, this is probably the only fan base that I've ever seen that has no joy. I'll give you one Indiana heading football. Heading into it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I used to. <laughs> we know yeah, how we feel every that, year. But, that might be right about yeah, it. Yeah, but, but here, here's where I'm at with this. Should Louisville expect to be at the bare minimum in a bowl game? Yes. But looking at where they're at right now and how big of a debacle last year was and how little talent they have on the roster. Right. It, it's hard to say that this year they should be in a bowl game, but that still doesn't mean that moving forward in future years, you shouldn't expect at the bare minimum a bowl game every year. Well, and, and this, and I, I appreciate you saying Green, that, Crane. The, the, you complete me. <laughs> <laughs> well, but this is the other thing. This is the other side of that coin is that when you look at teams like Wake Forest, Boston College, um, you know, Virginia, Louisville has out recruited these teams for every year that they've been in the conference. So, like, that's the other point. From a talent standpoint, I'm not really buying the fact that these teams are so much more talented. Just than Louisville, Louisville only has receivers. This is true. Now, now, now a, good, a good chunk of those were receivers. Um, but, you know, I, I think different scheme. You know, they're not going to be, you know, you're taking seven-step drops and trying to chuck the ball down the field. We have a completely new offensive uh, scheme. We have a completely new defensive scheme. Different players playing in different places. Just a completely different scheme overall. So, I, I mean, I would say that there is plenty of th things where you could be optimistic about it. But I think that this, you know, beat-down, scalded dog mentality of the, of the, of the Louisville fan base – that's not fun for anybody. Like, everybody's excited about basketball, and it's almost a situation where everybody's like, let's just hurry up and get football over so we can watch Jordan Wara and a national championship contender on, on the basketball hardwood floor. I mean, but, but here's the thing, though. If you look what happened with Louisville football last year, I mean, you just got completely devastated. The team quit. Well, let me back up. The coaching staff quits first. Then the team quits. You give up 50 straight points, like 15 games in a row. Right. And then the favorite son, the savior. Re reiterate what you just said. How many points? You give up 52 points in six straight games. Rocky, did you not, you tied, that didn't happen, and, did it? Right? In Rocky's mind, that didn't happen. You hey, tied the NCAA record. All I'm going to say is uh, Peter Sermon and Brian, and Brian Van Gorder. Trash. Yeah. Right. Like but, two of the worst ever. And, and, <laughs> and, and for those listening in, we want to know what you think. So give us a call at 502 8150 Let us know what I you think. I just want to know, am I crazy? Yes. Am I crazy? I don't. I, I think that everybody's being a little soft. I, I think, a you know what, soft. have Do some you fun. Understand? Like, I, have seen, I have seen Kentucky teams come in off of three and nine and four and eight seasons. And the next year, they're talking about how they're going to beat Louisville down. The, how it's coming. How that whoop is coming and how they can win the SEC East. Like, coming off horrible seasons. That's Kentucky. So, yeah, I mean, the Louisville I've, part of it just is Kentucky doesn't respect them. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is, I mean, and, and Kentucky fans, Kentucky fans are probably the only fans I've ever seen that allow how good their basketball program is to give them arrogance in football. Like, it's, I don't even understand how those things translate, but Kentucky fans find a way to make it happen. But yeah, I, I mean, I, that's just the way it's getting on. It's just gotten on my nerves because I mean, like to me, it's even more 
I have an issue with the media doing it even more, and a lot of people on this station and other stations, as well as in print media, where you know they're talking about two and ten, three and three and nine. I see a lot more. You know, I, I am well, big into you, right? I, I'm big into recruiting, and I'm big into. So tell us about the recruiting this year. What has changed I mean, since last year? Like, like I roster? said, you have Des Fitzpatrick, a, a former four-star wide receiver. You have him out there on the on the perimeter. He's new. You have Hassan Hall. Absolutely not. He's been there. Okay. You have Hassan Hall. Um, He's new. Yeah, a very uh, nope. Uh, well, you know, last probably year. one of the biggest um, bright spots last year. You have Jawan Pass, who was considered the number one dual threat quarterback coming out of high Is school. He new? No, he's not new. But he's, that, you know what, the no, coach. No, that was the, but but the the coaching staff is there for more yards than Jerry Wilson did last year. I mean, <laughs> my, my point in Kentucky, thing, the, wait, wait, the, the, speaking is, to the point, incredibly hilarious. Kentucky fans think Terry Wilson's going to be Peyton Manning this year for some hey, reason. You want, do Terry. you really want to be like Kentucky fans? No, I, my point being is that there's reason for hope. There's reason for reason optimism. For and everybody under- with this defeatist attitude, I just I don't like. Rocky, it. Do I don't you like not it. understand? What U of L fans have been through. I, I'm over not the past trying to. It's, but, but it's fun. Okay, well, you can it's ignore fun. Sports it all is fun. you want. Sports is fun. Sports can, is about okay, going it is in. Fun. It is I'm going to say this. Wrapping until yourself you, in the flag. Until, no, until, until your school is coming across the ticker every day on CNN, not even, not even ESPN. <laughs> We're talking about CNN. Scandal ravages Louisville once again. It is true. Dude, you get tired, okay? And you cannot tell people that they're not allowed to get tired and worn out. Hey, you I, can't I, tell people. Honestly, I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm gonna jack some realism, as as my man William Wright would say. FBI invested. What? Wait a minute, that's not fun. I, I'm, I'm What's say fun this. about that, Rocky? I'm gonna say this about Louisville's football team. Yes, I do believe that Louisville does have talent in the starting 22 and the starting roster. I believe there's talent there. The problem with Louisville is going to have is that football is also a game of depth. Man, and that's going to be Louisville's biggest issue. If if they start getting injuries on an offensive line and defensive line, yeah, you know what, the season may tank pretty quickly. Well, I mean, we've heard this whole depth situation, but you know what? Where it doesn't I matter. Coming in off last year, the, the Louisville, I believe, only had one scholarship tight end in Jordan Davis. Now the tight end room has about five or six guys in it. Um, I'm hearing a lot of good things about the people that are in there right now. Tobias Little, who had a very good fall camp last year as a combination fullback, H-back, has moved into the tight end room. Um, I've heard that he's been doing very well. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about some of the defensive players as well. So we don't know what type of depth we have and we won't know until you get through fall camp and you get out there and actually play because people can say well depth that you could see from last year okay maybe not but you know there are guys that were red shirting last year um you know there's plenty of guys on that roster this this coaching staff came in brought in some guys from uh you know graduate transfer situations guys like ty tyler uh you know who was uh you know what had nine sacks last year for for marshall i've heard that he's been uh, very good very early on in practice so let's just wait all i'm saying is, is let's have let's Let's just have fun with it. Sports is supposed to be fun. You know, football is supposed to be a game where you're getting out there and be energized. I don't like all this. Let's just go and watch us get our heads beat in. Right. I don't, I don't okay. like that. And that's fair. I'm not fair. Okay, I'm all for that. Okay. All, all of us in here, are, we're, we're athletes in our own rights in some way coming up. And I'm going to tell you, when I used to play ball, when I used to play basketball, I used to hate when my team would look at the other team like, all right, man, we're just going to try to do the best we can because those dudes, they got us outmatched. They're bigger than us. Rocky knows it. I've played Rocky before. Rocky is six foot twelve and a half. okay? <laughs> I'm five foot five on a good day, and Rocky has felt the wrath of William Lee on the basketball court. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I've put Rocky on the Summer Jam screen before. I was wondering I was how to... many episodes we were going to get in before <laughs> no, no, you no. had to bring that hey, up. Look, look, check the website. <laughs> bring it up. Bring it up. Check the website. Y'all see how I put him on the Summer Jam screen after I beat him. But – 
it's about that that effort, you know. And I I completely understand what he's talking about. And when we come back from break, we're gonna we're gonna get into that a little bit more. So, uh, but no, I I understand where you're coming from, but we have to be realistic about all of this. Is what I'm saying. Well, uh, you know what? We'll have to wait and see, man. If you guys have any uh, any thoughts on anything you hear, give us a text in 502-3831-939. Or please give us a call. I t- tell me I'm crazy. Tell me I'm right. 502-8150-939. You are You're listening crazy. to Derby City Game Day. <laughs> it is going down. 502, main event style. Sports show, y'all. We're here with my man Haven Harrington, my homeboy Rocky over here being unrealistic, <laughs> and I am your co-host William Wright up in the building, aka Baby Gerald Levert. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't much on Casanova. <laughs> well, no, nah, we're not gonna do that. So no, but uh, just getting back on topic real quick. Um, you know, it, it, it is it is okay to be hopeful, but you, you gotta have a, a balance between hope. And realis- realism. You know what? I got Chopin realism right here. <laughs> My man, that. Jordan Nora. Yes, indeed. Killing it, Nigeria. Yes, indeed. Hey, let me killing tell you something. Game winning three pointer. Knocking them down from downtown. Hey, for those of you all who don't know, of course, Jordan Warwick played for the Nigerian national team last year. Um, kind of trying to get his feet wet on the international game and get get himself ready uh, for his first season under Chris Mack as a sophomore. Uh, well, Jordan is back this year, and he's now playing uh, with the World Cup qualifying team. Uh, and just basically the way this works is I know that everybody's seen where some of the top NBA guys like Steph Curry and LeBron James and all those guys aren't playing with the national team right now. In turn, you know, you're having Kimball Walker, Donovan Mitchell. Well, internationally, the international players love playing and representing their country. So you have um, the, some of the best players in the world. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the uh, MVP of the NBA last season. He's going to be playing for Greece this year. Um, Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert is going to be playing for France. So Jordan Wara is playing with and alongside current and former NBA players. The uh, experience that he's going to get this year playing for the World Cup is going to be second to none. Uh, the Nigerian team actually opened up the practice season. Uh, what usually happens is these teams uh, usually join together with another one of the World Cup teams and go through practices as they get ready for World Cup competition. And Jordan and the, and the crew are actually up in Canada uh, taking on Team Canada. They played a uh, exhibition on Wednesday night, uh, and then they had their second exhibition last night. Jordan finished the game 19 points, uh, 6 assists, 5 rebounds, 
rebounds. Um, was absolutely outstanding. Led Nigeria to victory. They went one and one versus Team Canada, a team that uh, has several NBA players themselves, as well as uh, guys like Corey Joseph um, and, and others. Uh, so, I mean, this is awesome for him, Haven. I'm very excited. I mean, Louisville fans, uh, you know, I continue to talk about how they're kind of just wanting to get by the football season to get ready for basketball. Um, but Jordan Wara, uh, who was picked as the preseason ACC Player of the Year, if he uh, continues to play like that, I don't think there's any reason to think, you know, why he can't win that award and Louisville can be just as good as what people are thinking. Well, that would be nice, man. We got to, you know, continue to uh, follow and represent our players as they move forward in their respective careers. And I'm very, very proud of Jordan Orwell and what he's doing uh, in the NBA as well as for his uh, for, for Nigeria's uh, national team. Well, well, he ain't in the NBA yet. He's still going to be back with Louisville this year. But, but I mean, he's getting this experience to play with the NBA guys. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, I believe in, with, with his team right now, he has a guy who's currently starting, uh, Metu, a uh, big man, uh, Chinanu, I believe is how you say his first name, Chinanu Metu, uh, is the center. He plays for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, he also is playing alongside um, Alfaruk Aminu, who starts for the Portland Trailblazers, um, or at least did last year, um, as well as several other uh, high-level NBA guys, including uh, 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 Josh Okogie, uh, formerly of Georgia Tech, who uh, played as a rookie this year with the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, I mean, he's playing right. with like high-level right. dudes. I forgot Jordan Orr decided to come back. Absolutely. Initially testing the waters. But uh, so I misunderstood your previous comment about how he's getting experience being in the presence of some of the current NBA players. Uh, I mean, that's like, going to be so helpful for him because he's bringing it back to to the court here at U of L. And uh, let's let's uh, speaking of the court here at U of L, we saw. Uh, that they, they brought back the, the dunking bird. How did My favorite U of L logo of all time, the dunking cardinal the bird. The dunking bird. I love it. It gets no better than a dunking bird. It gets bird. no better. I love it. You know what? The, the dunking bird, everybody always asks, you know what? Why is the cardinal playing basketball with a sweater on? Dunking a basketball. <laughs> Why not? You know what? Leave my bird alone. And my how, bird, if my bird wants to dunk wear, with a sweater on, let him dunk with a sweater how on. How many birds really wear Chuck Taylor's? <laughs> They're asking that question. Looks good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got style. Wow, man. The best part is it's like those old school sweaters. Like those old school, like 1930s sweaters, like the Glee Club type. You see right, right. those old Tommy photos. A, let, a Letterman sweater. Yeah. See, all they have, all they would have to do to like update it is like turn the sweater into like a hoodie, and it would be like you know, Bam, there you go. everybody's wearing hoodies now. You know, you got uh, Carmelo Anthony always have the hoodie on. Kevin Durant's always got the hoodie on. Miles Morales. I, I, I saw, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw um, even uh, Chris Paul had like a half hoodie thing going on while he was working out with LeBron James. I don't understand the whole half hoodie thing where you know it's like on the back of your I do not head. understand. I in NBA fashions at all. <laughs> like the whole like lensless glasses thing that was going on for like forever. It makes you look intelligent, man. I don't know, man. You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I, I just look at him, it's like, man, like Cam Newton. That's a, it's, just, it's because uh, man. we don't understand, you know, th- those are rich people problems. You buy know, $600 right? pair of glasses and, <laughs> the poke skinny with, jeans. And, and poke the lenses out of them and just wear the frames. We, we will never understand. That is true. I, <laughs> it's I not, yeah, well, not meant for us to part. understand. <laughs> so, you know, but no, sure, uh, it is good to see uh, the current and former L players doing their thing uh, coming up on the, uh, the Basketball World Cup this summer. Yeah, Donovan uh, Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Coach Greg Popovich has some uh, some good things to say about him and in terms of where his talent level is now. And he said, of course, you know, being realistic, you know, I'm not here to, you know, change much of, much of what he has going on. I'm just here to try to get these guys to mesh and uh, to allow them to compete as best we can uh, for this, for you know, for this World Cup. 
Yeah, some people are asking, like, how good this Team USA squad is uh, because you don't have kind of the A squad. Of course, Clay Thompson is hurt. Right. Uh, Steph Curry's not playing. Uh, Andre Iguodala is 85,000 years old. Uh, <laughs> you know, LeBron's <laughs> not playing. But I'm here I'm here to tell you, you know, with Kimball Walker, with Jason Tatum, who looked outstanding last night, Donovan Mitchell playing more of a, a facilitator point guard as well as a defensive guy type role. He's kind of picking up that Andre Iguodala spot uh, and where he left off. I like the young guys. I, I think the young guys can play. Uh, Marvin Bagley uh, played very well for the select team last night. He actually got elevated to the senior team um, as well as Derek White, the San Antonio Spur point guard, uh, got elevated as well. It looked like a couple of guys got cut. Thaddeus Young uh, got cut from the senior squad. I like the team. I like the talent. De'Aaron Fox looks very good as well. It's time for the young guys to get going. I mean, you can't have D-Wade and LeBron (laughs) and you know all these old men playing forever. It's time to kind of move forward. It's very true. And, you know, even if they don't uh, compete at the level uh, that we're used to seeing Team USA compete at, uh, as you said, it's it's time for a transition. It has to happen at some point. Uh, So it's never uh, you can't choose a better time than now because we have a lot of uh, younger players who are trending uh, upwards in terms of their, their star power and in terms of their gameplay on the court. So it's a, it's a good time for it, if you ask me. Hey, I can't Excellent time. And you're still doing it under a, a, a veteran Hall of Fame coach uh, in Greg Popovich uh, such that you have a transition that's going to take place under somebody who's part of the old guard, under, under their leadership. Hey, and Pop has been waiting for this because nobody ever – I don't know if anybody ever thought that Mike Krzyzewski was going to ever hang it position, up. Right. right, so he finally got it. Right, we got somebody coming in on the text line? Yeah, yeah, we got a nice – we got call. we got John. Okay, nice. Hey, John. hey, fellas, it's uh, John Fogel. How you doing? Doing good. How about yourself? All right. Got a question for you. At first, I was disappointed that main event wasn't going to be the host for Louisville Live. And then when I heard <laughs> that they got Taylor Rooks, I felt better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, but I'd like for you guys to tell me a little bit more about it. I don't know much about it. I've tried to you know, do some research on the internet, and i just seen the CD host uh, Bleach Report. And something else. Do you guys know anything about her? Um, the, well, the, the host for, for, for Louisville Live, um, I, I cannot think of the young lady's name. Uh, it, uh, her name escapes me. Uh, yeah, she, she does a lot of um, uh, a, a lot of uh, red carpet type stuff. I, I believe she was a, a part of the ESPYs. And she's done stuff for TNT uh, basketball as well. I think she may have hosted the NBA Awards this year as well. Um, she's coming in uh, to be a part of that Louisville Live situation. Of course, Louisville Live was such a big hit last year um, with the court, you know, bringing the court down there um, to uh, 4th Street Live and putting that together. From everything that I understand, Coach Mack said he loved everything that he got out of that one uh, last year, and they're going to try to make it bigger and better, um, you know, by bringing uh, in a new host and, and, uh, you know, kind of the way this is moving toward more of a show, especially considering he got like three commitments out of that. Uh, John, I expect for it to be huge. Um, I do apologize. I'm going to get that young lady's name uh, but no i think it's gonna be a great time uh you you coming out to louisville live this year i think he's already signed oh, oh is, is he gone okay well hey you know what john hope you come out hope you check it out i cannot wait i, I don't know what chris mack has up he said he wants to get it competitive i don't really know how you can get competitive on, on a you know half court but uh, i know louisville's got some big things coming up so i can't wait to see what happens yeah and those are the kind of things that that, that can get a fan base excited you know i I'm not a UK fan, okay? Let me say this. 
But I'm, glad, I'm glad you told us that. <laughs> really? That was, that was a secret. I, but I'm a huge, huge John Calipari fan. And people who know me well know this. Matter of fact, shout out to uh, my, my former uh, Kentucky Division of Water employees that are listening in uh, down in Frankfurt. You know, a, a lot of good, really good UK fans, some good people that I know. And they know me. I, I love John Calipari because he does innovative things like something, what you just talking about, Louisville Live, having a basketball court set up in the middle of 4th Street Live. These are the things that get your fan base excited. So mm-hmm. we had Scott Satterfield coming this year. And what did he do? I'm moving the spring game. <laughs> Actually, I'm canceling the spring game. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm here to get y'all excited. Come on out. Never mind. Don't come at all. <laughs> we'll see you at game one. You know, those are the kind of things that it takes you backwards. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, in, in terms of PR, it, it definitely uh, does not get you hyped. But you know what? If it leads to wins on the field, I think Louisville fans But you know what? I, I will tell you what will get you hyped. Yes. Talking to our buddy. <laughs> Leanne on the line one. Leanne, how you doing? Hey guys, it's good to be back. Enjoying your new home at um, ninety three point nine. That's awesome. It's good to be back with my main event sports family. Man, it's, it's good to have you on. You've been all over the place. I know you just left Miami, where you're the uh, the beat writer there for the Dolphins, and you know I know you do all your work with the SEC Network and everything else. But while having a line here, I really want to ask you, what are your thoughts so far about like? UK's football team, and what do you expect for for them in the upcoming season? Well, I think 2019 is going to be the the season we'll really see if what Stoops was a flake, or did he build a team, or did he build a program? You know, I know everyone's concerned about them losing Snell and Allen, and those are really two big losses for the program, but what I'm really excited to see is I think that they're going to get more than six wins. I know everyone's saying that they're just going to get six wins based on what they have, but I think that the fact that A.J. Rose is coming up and stepping up in in his position is going to be a great change. He's not going to be a Benny Snell, but I think he's going to be really effective because the fact is he does a completely different running game, has a different running style than what Snell brings, and I think that could be good for UK on the ground because they're really going to have to have a strong offense, put some points on the board, and get a threat outside and, uh, you know, be able to build from that. So I think that this is going to be a year for if we really see if Stoops really built more than a prog- uh, more than a team. But I think after a long patient- patiently waiting that U.K. is going to be surpre- pleasantly surprising if they focus on building around A.J. Rose and a running back and, and really working on their ground game and controlling, that, and controlling that offense. Awesome. Now, they kind of switched gears for a little bit. And a lot of people up here are predicting Louisville to win maybe three, four games What's your thoughts on the football Cardinals? Right now, I think Louisville, it's really difficult to predict what they're going to be and what they're not going to be from what you see right now. We're talking about a, comp- a program that Satterfield basically took over that was in shambles. It was in shambles because they were living in the ghost of Lamar Jackson. I think that was the biggest thing that affected Louisville is that they were still trying, even after Lamar left, they were still trying to center that offense around those dynamic players around him. And I get that, but you can't play, you can't win ball games, you can't win championships, you can't build programs if you live in that ghost. And I think now, the best thing that Louisville has done is completely gutted a program and starting from scratch. They can't go anywhere up. And that's the biggest thing, though, is they're not going to be able to do it overnight. But what they have going for them is this offensive line. I know a lot of people talk about having quarterbacks and strong defense, but I think what could be the saving grace this year for Louisville to win more than three games is if they really 
uh, build on that line. We have, we know we have Makai Becton, we have McCoy, we have Chandler. We have a solid, strong line that could really do something. If, if Satterfield can build behind that depth from those veteran, from those veteran backups that he has and really concentrate on a running back, which they're really, which they're really trying to shift their focus on this year on their run game, that could be really magical and can be a very big shift of what Louisville has done in the past. And I think now that if they shift on the run game and focus on the run game, then they're going to, they're going to leave Lamar Jackson's ghost where it should be. Buried and gone. Did a great thing for the program, put it on the map, but that's not that team anymore. They got to focus on what they have now with the players they have now and that's building on their offensive line and their run game hey i absolutely agree with that and of course you are listening to uh, derby city game day here with the main event sports show we are talking to our football correspondent leanne herring former miss kentucky and that's miss m-i-s-s even though i uh, was a little special with that <laughs> coming out with the text this morning uh, <laughs> now, now leanne let me ask you something of course Central time, so I completely get it. See, there you go. Exactly. It was too early in the morning. I'm sending out texts and tweets and things. Uh, but, of course, you are the correspondent for, for the Miami Dolphins. And I did want to ask you, I got a question, Leanne. Um, you know, of course, our, our favorite son, Devontae Parker, is down there. Um, and, I, of course, I always see him making tons of big-time plays in, in, in practice and making all these big catches. I feel that Devontae is going to have a big-time season. But the guy I want to know about is the guy who's going to throw the ball. Uh, to Devontae Parker. I want to know what's up with this whole Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Josh Rosen thing. Like, the way I look at it, Josh Rosen is a young guy. They brought him over after just one year via the trade from the uh, Arizona Cardinals because uh, they wanted to go after the hot shot kid from Oklahoma, uh, and, and I completely understand that. Um, Rosen is a is a young guy who you know is considered to have a lot of talent. Um, you know he didn't have the best year last year with the Cardinals, but I keep hearing this stuff about Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's like ninety five years old. He's been magic, a, baby. Like, he's kind of like the, the the classic you know safe game manager quarterback. Quarterback, if you were the Dolphins, yeah, yeah. what is up with that? Like the Dolphins sound like like Fitzpatrick may actually win this job instead of going with the youth movement with Rosen. Well, I really believe that what Brian Flores is doing in Miami is there's a method to his madness. So once again, we're talking about a professional team that's having to rebuild and gut, and who's been in this there's been this monotony in in Miami for a long time, and now it's like, okay, finally, let's take everything, let's gut it, just like what Louisville's been doing, and start from scratch. You know, 21 rookies got their start on Thursday night's preseason win against the Falcons, which was very interesting. You know, everyone doesn't talk, everyone says, oh, it's preseason, you know, it's not here. But for the Miami Dolphins, it's a big deal because they're running a lot of young rookie players, which are going to be a lot of what we're going to see. And they have a tough schedule coming up after. You know, they end the preseason at New Orleans, and I think that preseason is going to be a big indication. And I think what Flores is doing with his QB heating things, there's a method to his madness because he wants to create a competition. You know, I know that everyone wants is so centered about the starter, but my thing is you want to have two good, strong QBs, whether you're playing in college football or whether you're playing in the pros, because we see how things are going around, how the business in the NFL is changes, how players change, whether it's got with dealing with money or injuries. So I think that I think Flores is trying to heat it up and he's and he's said a lot about Rosen that he's a good player, but he's a young player and he still has a lot to learn. And I think that's why Fitzgerald gets the starting job. But 
I think that Rosen is going to be a very instrumental part as the closing, as the release pitcher, even though that's a baseball term, for the Miami Dolphins. And I think that that's what Flores is trying to do, run on a two-quarterback system, two strong quarterbacks, two very different styles, but really open the field for what Miami is working with with their young players. So I think that this competition that he's creating is going to essentially help Miami in the long run because, like I said, Fitzgerald is going to start the game, but I think Rosen's going to be – you're going to see him a lot in closing, especially in those first couple games because, I mean, after preseason, they, they you know, they start off – you know, with the Ravens, then they cut the Patriots at home, and then they go to the Cowboys, and then they go to Chargers. That's a tough starting schedule for a team like Miami, who's very new and very trying to to work the kinks out with a lot of young players. But you know, I think that I think that Florida's is trying to create a two a two quarterback system, and that's kind of different in the NFL. But you know, it, something needs to work for Miami. Nothing else has worked, so maybe this will work. You know, it's like trying to fix it. You know, so. You know, try what you can, and I think that's what's going on. And I think there's nothing wrong with having a starter and a closer, just like you do in baseball or other sports. I, I really have no – you know, to stick to one quarterback in this day and age, not a good thing for your team, not a healthy decision in the long run if you want to build a program and win championships, whether it's at the collegiate level or the professional level. Wow, there you go. Leanne, hey, thanks for calling in. If you guys want to Thank catch you, uh, anything Bye. she does, catch an NFL Network, SEC uh, Network, and – more importantly, you can also read everything about Leanne at MainEventSports101.com. It's all up there. She's a prolific writer, a great talent. Hey, thanks for calling in. I can't wait to talk to you again. Yep, and I'm ready. For, I'm glad football season's here. Man, yeah, me, hey, you, you, you know I am. <laughs> He's very excited. I'm very, very excited. I'm really excited about um, Miami and Freddie Kitchens' new quarterback. I mean, I mean new, new head coach. Doing from being a running back coach, not a head coach. Absolutely. That's huge. We'll hey, you know what? what? We'll take a, a quick commercial break here and we come back. Man, so much more to talk about. So much more in the NFL going on. Preseason's kicking off. New places, new faces. Action Jackson. Yeah, you know it. Hey, come right back here and tune in to the Maven Sports Show, 939 The Ville. Welcome back into the main event sports show. It's Derby City Game Day, people. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's going down. Appreciate Leanne Herring, uh, former Miss Kentucky. Definitely. Uh, main event sports correspondent for uh, bringing the flavor with some college and uh, NFL. Yes, uh, I haven't had the opportunity to meet Miss Herring just yet, but I, I look forward to that. And I noticed we, we, we West Coasting a little bit today with the music, and I like I'm it. liking that a whole a lot. A little man. insane in to, the membrane. Have to get out the uh, the, the six four Impala today. Uh, <laughs> and put the put the Lexus in the garage. Yeah, you know? see, there it is, there it is. And, and you know, I know Haven was talking a little bit before we went to the break. Uh, if you want to check out anything going on with the Main Event Sports Show, please make sure you come out there. Uh, check out Main Event Sports and, and all our different platforms and formats, uh, uh, whether it be Main Event Sports One Zero One dot com, our uh, leading edge website. Uh, you can uh, of course check us out on our app. Uh, just search keyword Main Event Sports. That's at the Google Play or iPhone App Store. Um, you can also check us out 
out on our Facebook page, Twitter, um, at ME Sports, our Facebook at Main Event Sports Radio. Um, so there's plenty of ways to get out there and contact us. And also, if you want to advertise with the Main Event Sports Show, if you want to sponsor, uh, be a sponsor and, and continue to make Main Event the greatest that it is, please reach out to myself, Haven Harrington, uh, or Mr. William Wright. Um, you can uh, hit me up actually at R Myers at Main Event Sports 101.com or H Harrington uh, or uh, W Wright as well at Main Event Sports 101.com. Yes, indeed. And the packages and the program or the advertising slots are going pretty fast. So I would suggest that you all get on it if you're interested. They're very affordable. Uh, and we and we have some very nice packages as well as a la carte items that you can purchase individually uh, for for sponsoring and advertising on the show. You better believe it. And plus, if you want main event to come out to event, because I'm gonna tell you right now, ain't no party like a main event Man, party. You better believe main event it. party don't stop. You know what I'm saying? Stop. So if you want to come out li- live, remotes, karaoke, uh, you know, get get in where you fit in. Let us know. There yes, you go. indeed. And I would you know be remiss if I did not mention you can catch us every Monday night at eight o'clock. At the Tunaville Tavern, at the 1201 Tavern. South First Street. Enter on the Oak Street side. side. That's, That's right. Main Event Sports TV Live, man. We appreciate appreciate all the guys out there at Tunerville Tavern. Uh, they always take good care of us. Come out, get you some Main Event Wings, man. The Main better, Event better Wings truth. featuring the Jerk Q sauce. Hey. The world I mean, it famous. Will, it, will it will change, change your life. Change your life. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so come on out with us Monday night. Hang out with us. Have some fun. And we live stream on Facebook Live so uh, you can get a chance to get your mug on, on the screen And you will never Hey let me tell you Something about Downtown Louisville You never know Anytime you're doing A live show <laughs> Like guitars, crazy stuff Pops off everything. all the time You got homeless people Walking in there Playing the air <laughs> guitar You got it, Hey listen Hey, see, that's the one thing. I just want to let people know, for those of you all that have not followed the Main Event Sports Show, first of all, we're the longest-running sports show in the city of Louisville, uh, going back over 13 years. Um, you know, we are big time in the community. We're all about community give back. We like to be out in the community. Uh, we have several uh, community, uh, you know, motivated things that we do, the Main Event Leadership Academy, where we go out and talk to young folks and get them excited about getting into the media, uh, getting into sports, or, you know, anything else that they have a passion for. Um, so, you know, we do all those things as well. Uh, and we like to put a focus on that. We like to meet with the people. We like to get out there. So, yeah, absolutely. We we'll, we'll, we'll come out and party with you. Uh, you know, we'll come out, talk about your event. Um, you know, that we always have opportunities to, to yes, you indeed. know, put your uh, charity or anything uh, out there that, that you need. Please let us know yes, and reach indeed. out. And we have street cred. We, we are not. In fact, we are not studio gangsters. Listen, <laughs> we have had the cops called on us. This is not CB4. This is not CB4. At, least, at least twice that I can remember. William Wright is MC Gusto. You know, <laughs> and the cops always come in and join in on the show. <laughs> they come in because they have to. Since they've been called, they have to respond to the call. Because we always have a speaker setting out on, on the sidewalk. So we've had the cops called on us a couple of times. Hey, well, they of, say we're a little too loud. We're yeah, a little too loud. Turn yeah, it we up. get rowdy. But the cops get there. And they, hey, what y'all here doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Come on in. And, and next thing you know, we got the we got the police out there singing with us, man. Right. That's what we do. That's what we do. But Haven, I, I see you over there on the text line. What's, yeah, what's, tell us what we got going, going on, on, on the text line. Man, a lot of people, uh, you know, texting, letting us know that Who? they love the uh, Let's no, give names. A shout out. no names. names. Okay, include no names, your names when you send the text in, so we can it's give you anonymous. a shout out. That's right, anonymous. But you know, hey, we got a guy calling in, one one of us to ask about Texas. Are they going to get ten wins this season? In what? The Longhorns, college football. Ooh. Yeah, definitely. You know, he definitely says that Louisville will win six games, which I agree. I believe Louisville should win six games. Uh, Texas winning 10. I mean, uh, uh, you know what? I, I don't know. I mean, I really. Texas has just disappointed me 
for so many years. You know, always about how good they're going to be. They got all this talent, but they can never seem like to really put yeah, everything nice. I together. I tell you what I do know. Very few people listening in care about Texas. Hey, well, so. no, you know what? I, I, I'll say this: until Oklahoma, until somebody knocks off Oklahoma, Oklahoma is right. the class of that conference. And now they got Jalen Hurts. They got Jalen Hurts now. Um, you know, Texas needs to get back there. Uh, since Mac Brown left, it's been a little iffy. So, um, I, I think that Texas will get close. I yeah, think they, they have an opportunity might. too. But Oklahoma State, uh, yeah. you know, Oklahoma I, I State, still, Oklahoma. I, I'd yeah. rather talk I, about I still UK. Like those too. I'd rather talk about UK than talk about Texas and Oklahoma. <laughs> it's in Louisville, so Kentucky. harsh. So Who, nobody wants to hear about Texas and Oklahoma. <laughs> Apparently, somebody oh, really? does because Texas about absolutely. Texas, ten wins. Texas football. Yeah, sure, ten wins. Go I, for I, it. I, absolutely. What, what else? We do you got anything else on? Yeah, we got to call the Bryce. Want to ask oh, us about Matt going to Aaron Torres and KSR? Hey, Bryce, how you doing? Welcome to the show, Bryce. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Uh, I don't normally call, but I wanted to support the new show, so uh, I just uh, had to take about you know people making a big deal out of. Coach Mack going on the KSR podcast. I mean, I think it's kind of the way basketball players function today. I mean, you know, all the NBA guys are all friends with each other. I mean, they, you know, when the ball tips up, they they want to win, but off the court, they all hang out anyway. So you kind of keep your enemies close. Um, I didn't understand the, the uproar about it. I, I kind of like uh, people getting along a little bit. So. Um, it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, I still want to kick UK's butt, but right. And what's the problem with him going on another show? Hey, Bryce, I, I say you got a good point, but I got a little problem with that because we haven't had Coach Mack on the college game day yet. So from that perspective, <laughs> until we can get him in here, I don't want him on anybody else's show, whether it's the UK or the uh, Matt Jones podcast or what have you. But no, Bryce, I completely understand where you're coming from, and I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, it's, uh, you can you can attract more. Uh, uh, bees with honey than you can with vinegar. So it's it's, it's good to be out here uh, making good connections and and, and establishing uh, alliances. And and, and of course, uh, Drew Diener, I, Bryce, I did listen to um, uh, Drew Diener talk about yesterday morning because Aaron Torres's podcast is on KSR, and of course, KSR uh, makes a habit of making fun of Louisville and anything that they're going to, going on with them at any turn. But the thing I'll say about it is this: uh, Aaron Torres. Is is not you know when you think of KSR you think of one dude Matt Jones Matt guy Jones. that I have had wars with on KSTV I served him up uh, during one of the U of L UK uh, you know kind of back and forth that we had um, but you know that's what KSR is really Matt Jones Aaron, nobody thinks of Aaron Torres and thinks of KSR KSTV UK none but, but of that with Aaron so I'm Jones, okay with yeah it. but then with Aaron Torres he's more of a national absolutely a, a national guy so no I, I have no problem with it I have, I have no problem with it all because that, that's a national guy hey Bryce man thanks for calling in. I can't wait to hear what you got for us uh, next week. And on the line now, we got Cool Hand Dan. Dan, what's happening? Dan, the man. Hey, what's up, fellas? It's Cool Guy Don. Cool Guy Don. I was, just call- I was just calling in to congratulate y'all on the new show, man. I listened in last week just off the spur of the moment and caught y'all on the air, and I made it a point to double back this week, and I listened to the podcast online as well, man. Y'all doing a tremendous job, and the city really needs it. I hope they boost y'all up to at least two or three hours in the next few months. Because y'all, y'all what we need on the weekend, man. Thanks. Hey, uh, you hey, just hey, won the call hey. of the show. Yeah. Uh, how about that? That was the call of the show. Absolutely. Man, there it is. Appreciate yes, it, Don, We man. really appreciate you. And keep supporting us, man. And we'll keep keep doing what we do. We thank you, brother. 
Absolutely, man. The main event sports show, you know, we are the show of the people, man. That's what we do. We try to bring it in, bring a little flavor, keep it hot, keep it opinionated, man. Appreciate and remember that name. Guys. What was his name again? Uh, that was Don. Don. Cool got Don. Cool yeah. got Don. Don. Cool got Don won the call of the show. No <laughs> offense to Bryce or anybody else that called in. Cool, cool got Don is fam now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you want to give us a call, we still have a few minutes left. 502 9939 Or you can give us a text and argue with Haven over there. At 502 as well. Uh, but hey, I, I know you know we, we kind of started with the NFL stuff with Leanne, um, of course Lamar Jackson and Baltimore Ravens had a 29-0 beatdown uh, to, to Look open it. up. Yes, Looking indeed. good. Uh, what, oh, what, what did you see Lamar from was him? Some and, strikes. You know, g- g- give me your thoughts. I know you said you watched a lot of NFL, so uh, to tell me what you think about what's going on. Man, Lamar has worked all off season on what everybody thought was his quote-unquote weakness was throwing the ball. Yes, indeed. And there's a couple of passes he has problems with, the outs, especially the deep outs and some of those patterns. It's going to kind of give him little issues, but he has worked really hard, and it showed. It showed I mean, it showed well. me he was dropping dimes, throwing lasers. Yes, I'm talking about I'm, strikes. Do you hear me? Right. And he looks so much bigger. I mean, you could tell he's gained a lot of weight, a I lot mean, of weight. What, he, and he, he, that's, that's really going to help his durability out. But his arm strength, man, oh boy. it looks like he's gotten stronger. It looked uh, – <laughs> His passing, I'm talking about when he said laser sharp, I mean, it really looked good. I mean, he had a one, 134.6 quarterback rating, 4 of 6, had about 60 yards passing, had a, a touchdown pass to Willie Sneed. Um, they're still waiting for Hollywood Brown to kind of get into shape. Um, of course, they had offseason surgery. He was the number one wide receiver taken in the NFL draft. Uh, but now he's been cleared um, out of Oklahoma. Um, I really like, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about it last week. I really like what the Ravens done. I think everybody continue to talk about um, you know the Baker Mayfield uh, and the Cleveland Browns and rightfully so they have a lot of talent and you know they suck so long that then people are finally excited that they you know, may do something. And honestly something. Baker to me is almost like what the NFL needs. They need that showman. They do. And Baker's the showman. Y'all know how I, I feel. Mean, they, that's the guy chugging beers in the outfield right. Don't and forget. the Indians going like a five like run streak <laughs> yes, to win the game. I mean th- that's what football needs. You Very need the true. characters like Terrell Owens. You need those guys. You know it's what, the you know entertainment what I like factor. about Baker Mayfield? It's the though? entertainment factor. You have to have it. Ever since I saw Baker Mayfield walk out there in their game against Kansas when he was still at Oklahoma and talk smack to, like, the Kansas football team and, like, be, you know, to mess with the little kid fans for, for Kansas. I love like, it. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, Kansas is it. terrible. It's like, that's Why like, not? Hey, that's like me walking stands, out on a basketball if, court hey, pushing down some little girl, man. It's if like, in, come if on, If you're in the stands, <laughs> you're here for it. If you're in the stands, you're here for it. Come get it. Come get something. But everybody I think needs the bigger shock guy. was that Kansas had people that were actually in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. He was like, wait a minute, like, what's this? Baker Mayfield makes fun of Kansas, but no one is there to see it. Uh, no, does it really does it happen? <laughs> does it make a sound? <laughs> but I mean, no. But I, That's I, why I, I, I really miss Maserati Manziel. I really <laughs> Hey, you know what? I, I just want him to bring back like the, uh, the, the, money, the, the, the money sign. sign. That's I what I want to see. Like Ted DiBiase. You, uh, you know, I, I think I think the Baker Mayfield <laughs> needs. I think he needs to adopt that just for Johnny Manziel. No, don't do that. He can't bite. He can't bite. He can't bite. He can't bite. No, he, he got to be bite. original. Nah, you got. He got to come no. up with something. Different. That's own style. Maybe chugging a beer in the outfield is going to be. His I mean, style he does now. have a lot of Manziel in him, though. He does. Oh man, he really does. But he's a much better quarterback. This is true. Like a thousand times better Manziel quarterback. So that tells you a lot about the pedigree of the front office in Cleveland. 
but, but I'm telling you, like when they I watched from the to, uh straight to Baker Mayfield. When I watched NFL Network and I saw the back-to-back highlights of Mayfield and Lamar Jackson, there's a there is an opportunity there that, when you have the two back-to-back Heisman co- uh, quarter, winning quarterbacks, both in the same division, both in their second year, both you know, both surrounded think, by talent. Watch the NFL come that's out. That's going to be Find both of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they got a way to put a put a, put a muzzle on this. Oh, we don't need anybody having fun. And speaking here. of UFL quarterbacks, Teddy Bridgewater lighting it up man, for the Saints. Man, man, he looked that's like brand new. Right there. He like new money. Hey, he was new. That's my guy. Money. The Saints look like they're set up for a while, man. They, 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 you know, they seem like they're set up for a while. And that was like the weirdest preseason game ever because like they started their starters almost like for the entire first half. Like you it's never crazy. do that in the first preseason well, game. Let your starters go. Yeah, Drew Brees didn't play that game, but still, nah, to like true. the rusty starters go, man. Well, I told you, everybody knows how I feel about Teddy Bridgewater. In my opinion, he is the smartest man I've ever seen take a snap behind center. Uh, I've never seen someone with the uh, football IQ of this man. Um, you can disagree with me if you like. Send us a text, and if you want, if you want to disagree. Uh, but that's how I feel about him. I remember when he, he when he uh, told everybody he uses. The video game, the football video game, yeah, as pra- for practicing his plays. Yeah, he, whenever you heard somebody say that before, he did that when he was injured. He, he said he, did. he took he took mental reps. Uh, yeah, he you took know, when he was reps, coming back from that knee. But injury. he used Madden to practice plays, not to have fun. This is not a game here. Yeah. You know, it's a simulator. Think about that. How many yeah. other people have thought about doing that or using it for that purpose? Absolutely. This young man, he, he's super duper intelligent, and I'm crazy about Teddy Bridgewater, and I, I wish him nothing but success. And Drew Brees, he's coming for your job. <laughs> and guess what, fellas? Just like that. Man, it's about that time. It is about Man, that time. Man, Derby City quick. Game Day. It is on and popping. I appreciate everybody for all your interaction, for your calls, for your texts, um, just everything that you guys do for the Main Event Sports Show. Um, we could not do that without you guys. Uh, we really appreciate it. Please make sure you reach out to us, maineventsports101.com. Uh, for myself, Rashawn Haven, uh, Mr. Willie Wright, a.k.a. Guillermo from the block. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you know a.k.a. What I'm the engineer. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Crean, appreciate you taking Very care of us. So. Our man. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Good, good. Coming in, uh, fulfilling for our man Mitchell. So, you man, appreciate me. <laughs> we have a new bromance, people. Yes, indeed. <laughs> hey, don't forget, without any struggle, there is no, no progress. progress. Peace. <laughs>